So, uh, my name's Hayden Elliott. Uh, I am the host of a podcast called The Inspiration Space, which basically interviews individuals um, who are inspirational um, and have done something, you know, fascinating in their industry or they've done an amazing challenge. Um, this is all for the purpose, essentially, of inspiring uh, people in their sort of 20s and 30s who are kind of going through a little bit of lack of direction in their lives, maybe going through some mental health difficulties. Because I basically, when I was in my early 20s, I went through a massive mental health battle between the ages of 22 and 25. And I that's really what I wanted. I wanted uh, someone to kind of help me find a direction. So instead of, you know, hiding, I, I decided one day I really need to be a lot more active in my uh, goal of, of feeling fulfilled and being happy. So yeah, I started the podcast um, off the back of the podcast. I basically just reached out to anyone and any, everyone and anyone who I thought could you know help me on my personal journey, but also help other people on their personal journeys. So um, my, my thing, my link to George um, is I, I was going across LinkedIn and I I was looking up mental health businesses that kind of I thought essentially I thought should be present in this day and age in regards to sort of mental health. So I typed in, I did a lot of research and, and, and George's profile popped up on LinkedIn. I was like, okay, I'm gonna put that on the list. So once it kind of got up and running, I I, I reached out to him and, and, he, and he kind of got back to me pretty, pretty, pretty sharpish and then that's when our relationship started. Um, so yeah, I'll get back, uh, I'm sure we'll talk about our relationship in a bit, mm -hmm. but what kind of the podcast allowed me to do is it opened a lot of opportunities for me. It opened, I met a lot of fascinating people um, I didn't really go into the podcast game saying that I knew it all. I certainly didn't. I kind of did it from a much more sympathetic view and kind of the fact that it was my personal journey. And what that did allow me to do is meet people, like I said, and now I'm also the the, the co-owner of a, of a fitness franchise in Oxford Circus. So F45 is, a, is, a, is the world's lead, fastest growing fitness franchise in the world. And I now own, with my best mate, which is another great link with, with, with George, obviously owning, owning Sanctus with, with James. I, I now own the gym with, with Tristan, my best mate. And yeah, we've, as of yesterday, actually have shut the doors to new members. Which is really? Like, yeah. Oh, blind. So in the space of you know, 10 months, we've, we've thrown our be all, be all and end all into it. And you know, we're looking for, we're, you know, we've got developments going on our second site, which will be hopefully two in the space of a year, which would be which would be you know, extremely impressive achievement considering you know the central London difficulties of opening um, yeah. leisure centres. So yeah, you know that's brief background on me. Um, but and yeah. it's only been ten months that it's been going. Yeah, ten months. It's it opened on July the seventh. George was there. Mm. Yeah, yeah. were you there at the it's opening? My birthday, basically. Yeah, oh, really. Yeah, okay. came down. Yeah. How um, how long has the podcast been going then? Started um, May of 2017. Okay, so yeah. a couple of years now. So couple, it's been a yeah, bit. God, I mean, it's flying. I've done about 75 episodes. Majority, so I've done about two or three solo ones. Okay. The rest have been with a guest. So yeah, it's, it's you know, I, I look back and to be honest, it's the thing I'm, I mean, I'm very proud of the gym. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it's, I've thrown my heart and soul into it and it's my baby, but kind of the thing is is the podcast is mine yeah. and I've created it from literally nothing I had no I had no influence I had no nobody knew who I was mm. you know I was working for a a merchandise company I was I was trying to flog umbrellas to to <laughs> clients you know something I wasn't proud of you know so I had to I just knew I had to start and mm. you know I just I just went I got stuck in and, and just reached out to people and I'm extremely, you know, it's my, it's, it's, I'm so happy. Anything to do with the podcast, I take real pride in because mm. it's just, it was nothing before. So I'll, yeah, was, I'll come back to the idea of pride because I'm, yeah. I'm feeling a lot of pride from the uh, from the the things you, I suppose, identify yourself with. But how did the how did George, the inspiration space, lead to this podcast in many ways? Because the connection there is quite strong. What episode? What number episode? <laughs> was seven. To still, number I was seven. early on, yeah. yeah. And the reason I responded so quickly to Hayden is the first ever time someone had messaged me saying, yeah. "I want, I would love to chat, and would love you on the podcast." Was it the first podcast you'd been on? Yeah, in my life, and I didn't really know what to expect. You've been on a few now, haven't you? Yeah, and obviously we've been doing this. So, yeah. and Sanctus has has the, the Sanctus podcast as well, but. 
at the time it was really new and I didn't know you, but I just had a gut feeling. I just was like, this guy seems pure and genuine. <laughs> and then obviously we met. And then I, I listened back to that episode. I've probably listened back to it like five or six times because I don't think anyone's ever, I've ever been able to ex- articulate or explain Sanctus and why I'm doing it as well as I did in that day. I think it's because you were so good at it, mate. You're such a natural. Thank you, mate. Um, and then since that, we were just, I don't know, it would look literally took us an hour and then we just have, have stayed good mates since. And it was just such a good experience for me, I think. I wore the Sanctus t-shirt because I was running an old oh, really? the week after. Oh yeah, like, I've like, seen the image, yeah. Can I, yeah. Um, can I borrow one of your t-shirts? So when I crossed the finish line, I slapped it on. Because yeah. we were doing work with a mental health charity, Young Minds. So, you know, it was all kind of... But I, I got the feeling in that moment that the podcast was a really big thing for you. Just just in the way you came across. And also that episode was big for you. Cause it was what, massive. Because you were asking me all the questions and I didn't actually get a chance to ask you. Mm. You know, why does this mean so much to you? Mm. Um, and I never actually have, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's huge. I mean, it's one of the things that... I'm, I'm deeply passionate about is the importance of mental, you know, mental health and not making it. I mean, I've just done a podcast recently. I mean, I, I always touch on it in my podcast. I feel like I always come across mental health, but I've done one recently with a woman called Vanessa Moulton. And she talks about the, the continuum, <clears throat> the continuum of psychological well-being. And on one side you have mental ill health and the other side you have, psychological fitness so that being you know re- feeling great about yourself yep and it, we've spoken about it in the past and that's basically what science essentially is is you know why has it got this stigma around it why should we only really address, this is one mm. side of science why should we only address it when we feel shit about ourselves and why can't we think of it the other way you know i think it's when, when we're feeling amazing about ourselves why can't we keep working on us because when you go to the gym and you get a six pack you don't just stop mm. so I just thought the way she phrased that for me and I've never even though I, I I do understand it the way she put it on that kind of equilibrium is I think it's a really great way to think about it. and and that's why it is so you know it's, it's such a big thing for me and, and I take real pride in, in talking to people about it mm. on the show day to day in the gym whenever because it's like we, you said, and like we all know, it, it's going that way. So, but two when we first met, that was two years ago. Now. I know. So, what was it then? Like, <clears throat> I think it's because I was probably still on it, still mm. on the journey. Yeah, I wasn't quite where I wanted to be, to be honest. Now, how old were you when you started the podcast? Twenty-four. Oh, so you were still. Yeah, I was still, still going through it. Yeah, it was still going through difficulties. You know, because I think I think as well for me is that I never I didn't do anything the kind of conventional way. You know, I wasn't very good at school. I I hated uni. I couldn't stand it. I came out with the two two because I didn't do any work. Just got when I got pissed all time because I was inherently unhappy. Mm-hmm. And the podcast was the start of doing it my way. So had you had a job before the podcast? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I was in a job. I you know I, I was very unmotivated. It, it took a real, it took getting the podcast started to flip my my success around in that job because it taught me a growth, a growth mindset. So it taught me to be flexible about every situation. So I, the podcast, because I was getting real purpose and fulfillment out of it, it led into all other areas of my life. So I was like, okay, fine. This job is not where I want to be forever, but what can I learn from it? How can I, you know, do the best I can? How can I leave this job with my 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 chin held high and feeling like I've learned something and that I can take into other areas? Mm-hmm. And I feel like having that underground purpose and fulfillment from the podcast has allowed me to do that. What led to the podcast? Like, what what actually <clears throat> led to the mindful of I'm going to start a podcast? Like, what what was what was in it that you saw that you wanted to get out of it? So yeah, it's funny, like we spoke about this the other day, it's like, um, you know, everybody kind of, well, you're taught at school to kind of get a business plan out and map out all the different areas, you know, how you're gonna make money and all this. Yeah, look, at the end of the day, I probably will make money from the podcast one day. I'm no hurry right now whatsoever. What I did and what me and George spoke about is, I created something that I I felt that I, I, for, uh, someone in my position would want. 
So I basically, I was seeing a psychotherapist at the time and I still see him every six months just to check in. I should see him more. Um, and I t came to him this idea. I was like, look, because I, I used to work for Pure Gym, which is a massive corporate company. And I was like, look, you should, I approached him, I was like, look, you should, um, you should, you should get influential people on the show because you've got, a, a, you know, a millions of people on their membership database and you should start your own podcast, the Pure Gym Podcast. Mm. And I could come on, I could interview all these people. Wow, well, really? That's cool. And then my psychotherapist was like, before you go to them, don't. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, look, just back yourself. Why not back yourself? Why don't you have a go? What is stopping you? And I was like, initially I was like, idiot. You know, I have no credibility. I haven't got this. I haven't got that. You know, I'm, I'm not very good. You know, it's all those limiting self doubts that mm. were in my mind at the time. And then I was like, fuck it, why not? You know, so am I allowed to wear on it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No sense. Fuck it, why not? You know, just have a go. What, you know, what is stopping me? It's going to cost me a couple of hundred quid. I'll reach out to a couple of people, inspiring people. If they say yes, they say yes. I learn something from it. If they say no, well, you know, I haven't lost anything. Was that your first non-career endeavour? Yeah. Yeah. So it was the first time you actually changed the mindset of going yeah. for something, I suppose, financially rewarding. Um, but has that, I, I presume that's probably been one of the biggest. Yeah, it was the biggest step because what that did is allow me to sort of back myself for once, you know. And that was, and you say that you, by 25, you'd kind of been through this uh, hard time. Mm. Was, and I presume starting the podcast at 24, there was, there was quite a significant, uh, it played a part in it. Yeah. Was it a huge influence in, in that or was that just uh, well-timed, I suppose? It was the catalyst for everything. <clears throat> Absolute catalyst for everything. Um, I mean, at the beginning of the podcast, I made so many mistakes. Like, I, I deleted my first ever podcast in front really? of Really? Yeah, it was tragic. You know, and, and after that, you know, I was like, Scotty, oh. I did that. <laughs> no, yeah, you did, you did. <laughs> you deleted the whole thing. I just haven't put it out. There are podcast episodes which haven't gone out. Mm. Yeah. No, I actually one. deleted it. By oh accident, wow! By on. accident. Oh, by accident. I thought you meant like, oh, oh this is a right. good look. It was utter chaos. <laughs> it, was, it was not a good look. Yeah, no. In front of him, he was like, right. Okay. <laughs> what um, in the moment? Yeah. Oh, so it was, a, it was, it was, it was nasty. Okay, yeah, that is a mistake. It was nasty. I um. So anyway, yeah, I had loads of like mistakes in the early, and I was like, and I nearly gave up. I was like, I'm just shit at this. Like once again, like just. That I, I couldn't see through the hard work at that point because I, 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 I hated myself kind of in a way so much. Mm. But, you know, a couple of close people around me were like, and I was lucky because I have a great friendship, a great group of, you know, friends and, and, and family who really kind of did believe in me. But like, just keep going, just keep going. So, you know, lucky I kept going. And what it led to was I actually, I, I was meeting a, a potential guest down at F45 in Tottenham Court Road which is another F45, it's another branch. And it, this is gonna sound funny, I love telling the story, but I'm, I met my investor in the shower for the gym, my gym. Don't worry, he's married with three kids. But <laughs> it, it kind of, from that moment onwards, I kind of realized that that was why it kind of, that in itself is why I started, mm -hmm. because it fulfilled exactly what I wanted it to do. I wasn't, even though I obviously, Monetize, monetizing the, the podcast eventually is, is a goal but it wasn't predominantly why I wanted to start it mm. I wanted to start it because I wanted to help others one I wanted to create you know a, a platform for me to talk about what I believe in and three I wanted to, to meet other amazing people which mm. would create other opportunities and what was the which point which led to the gym yeah. which yeah. led to the gym but it sounds like so Scotty that it also re it was a platform for you to rebuild yourself 100%. That's what it sounds like. It sounded like a project that you could put yourself into and give your all and actually express yourself and rebuild your confidence, your belief. 100%. Because I remember, I've, I've got, I've, I met your sister a few times, obviously got to know a few of your mates at the gym and stuff. And it's hard for me to picture it because I've always known you as just this such a positive, charismatic, outgoing guy. But they all just said to me like, there was a time where you weren't that you were really in a difficult place. And I've never, mm. I didn't know that. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was a strange period because everyone has always known me as kind of the happy-go-larry guy kind of guy, you know, always 
being the fun guy at the party, having a laugh, and but I was exhausted in those years because I was doing that. But everyone close to me knew that second I was by myself, it was like that being that guy was so draining because I wasn't happy where I was meant. So I was almost overcompensating. But now you know I'm just I'm I'm so happy and fulfilled. And, and how did that play out though? Like when you say you were exhausted. Oh, it was just like, it was like going 12 rounds. So I went up, because at the time when it was really at its worst, I was in a relationship that I wasn't particularly happy about and bless her, it wasn't really her fault. It was it was more mine. I was a PT, so I was spending a lot of time by myself. I'd just come out of uni where I hadn't done very well compared to all my other mates who had gone into very prosperous jobs. And in the early 20s, it's just such a shit time. It's just such a shit time if you're not happy with yourself because everyone else is in such a rush. Mm. And we've spoken about this in the mm. past. Everyone's such a rush and they've got such a bizarre concept of time in their head. Like, oh, if I don't do it now, then I'm going to fall behind the pack and I'm not going to... So all this, it was like... Because I had so much time to myself and because I was so not happy with where I was. I was I was peeing and acting in pure gym. You know, like, nothing wrong with acting, nothing wrong with pure gym. But it's not really what I wanted to be. You know, I was charging... I was having to charge like I was a, I was a, well, like one of the highest earners in my gym, but I was you know I was charging forty pound an hour, mm. putting my all in. I wasn't feeling satisfied. I, I couldn't see, I couldn't see where I wanted to be. I, well, I couldn't, I couldn't. Yeah, really, I didn't have the like I said, I didn't have the direction. So yeah, it was like going twelve rounds every day. Yeah, it was fucking knackering and lonely as well. Someone's lonely, just, yeah. and it's like by the time you. And it was like I was putting on an act, even more of an act, you know, <laughs> even more of an act. I'm not, you know, I've been talking a lot <laughs> recently about the importance of sometimes you have almost have to be inauthentic to become authentic. Um, I maybe get onto that later, yeah. but <laughs> that sounds interesting. Yeah, yeah, it's. But you know, it's it's exhausting because when you are in such a bad place and you're beating yourself up and you're so drained then you've got to put even more energy to come out and be that person that everyone's kind of expecting you to be Mr. Bubbly character so he's knackering yeah and it just it kind of it climaxed to a point where I just, I just couldn't really do it anymore so I had to you know eventually go and speak to someone and why should it have got to that point you know because the, you know it's, it's very, how far it's come in three years you know mm. mental health mm. back then like, it does even back then like three four years ago like did you call it mental health? Or I had just, to. I, 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 what it led to actually was I had a breakdown on, on literally on my sofa at home, and what a breakdown people think of. Oh, he had a mental breakdown. Oh, he, mm. he was you know screaming, shouting all over the place. Mine was the complete opposite. I literally got home from work one day and I couldn't physically speak. I was like sitting on the couch and my parents were there and they were like, "What's happening?" Like, mm. and I was just like, I, I couldn't. It was the weirdest thing. I couldn't vocalize what I was what I wanted to say because I didn't know what to say I didn't have anything left in the tank mm. so you know it, it led to a moment like that to, to really I think that was probably the springboard you know I, I went to go see Justin Parker who's the most psychotherapist and you know somebody I've you know I'll always be grateful that I have my life and yeah from there it kind of all started you know I'm not saying suddenly I saw him and it was it was all good and mm. dandy you know I still have up and days, up and down days now, you know, but it's a journey, you know, it's something that needs to be worked on. It needs to be constantly worked on because if you don't, if you don't work on it, then, you know, and, and you, you struggle with it, then it's, it's not going to get mm. any better, mm. you know. And what this, because this, uh, there was a specific episode of Talking Business that actually led to you coming on this one. Way it was talking about. Am I right in saying that? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, well yes, I, yes. I just, I, I always check in on, on Hayden's podcast and, um, versa. Yeah, and yeah, I did one the other day where I just said I'm angry, and because it, it was it was the voice note, wasn't it? The voice note about <clears throat> I was angry about hearing about another business that had gone under, and yeah, just the fact that it's difficult to be real in business, and why can't we be more real and more honest, especially when times are tough and when things are going badly? And yeah, you have to keep on that act. I think it's interesting you talk about acting because I think it's the same in like the business world. Um, and then I listened to Hayden's and Hayden, Hayden actually messaged me saying, mate, this was quality. <laughs> and then the so next good. day he messaged me saying, you need to listen to my next one. I've just recorded something special and I listened to it and it was like, how, let's be fucking real in business. And yeah. the same message, I just think, and do you, do you think that's because you've had it? 
I don't know, you've, you've that acting piece that you've done before in your life, mm. do you feel that now in, in the business world? Yeah, it's funny my job because, so just a bit of context on really what I do is I, I'm kind of the, I'm interested in my mind saying this because this, we have very obvious roles in the business. I'm much more the face of the gym. Hmm. So people come through the door. You know, I want my my. I'll always say this. My number one purpose in life is I want to make people feel a million dollars. So, you know, in the same with my dad. Like I've read his memoirs recently. His, it's funny. I, I I never knew this. His his number one purpose in life was to take people outside of their minds or realms outside of their like reality their reality yeah for cool. however long within for one of his shows and take them to another place what did your dad do again so he was he's he's um he's producer and he was a worldwide producer of theater shows on um, the west end of yeah west yeah. end broadway so cool. and he yeah he's he's my hero and i, and hmm. I, I love him to, i love him to death um but he um he talked about how that's what he wanted to do. That's always his purpose. And for me, without even, I didn't even know that, you know, that when I read that, I was like, got chills. Because that is all I ever want to do. Like, even in social interactions, I would, I, I naturally want to make people feel better about themselves. Because what that does is it makes them feel comfortable and it allows them to believe in themselves a little more in whatever context. And it's a powerful yeah. thing to be able to do. <clears throat> so, and this is, this kind of goes into that thing what I was talking about recently, just literally just now about sort of inauthenticity. Yeah. And bear with me because it doesn't sound well. It doesn't sound well. It doesn't sound right when you first say it. But people's <clears throat> how do I say this? People's number one. Okay, so if you if you were to do a a, a speech in public, yeah, like in front of two three thousand people, yeah, it's something that you know that in the end will create great value. Your initial, if you're in bed and you at seven o'clock in the morning, your authentic response, yeah, is to lie in bed and stay in bed and just say that. Your authentic, your authentic um, feeling would not be, oh, I'm absolutely buzzing to get up and get my clothes on and go on the tube, you know, stress about doing the speech, get up and do the speech. After, hell yeah, you're feeling on top of the world, but your authentic underneath mm. is... Fear. Is fear, yeah. all this kind of yeah. stuff. So it doesn't matter what you do, You ha there has to be an element of inauthenticity to get going. Even as long as your purpose and your goal is authentic, so inspiring other people that is my end goal you know making people feel better about that is my authentic meaning there's nothing wrong with being a bit inauthentic and that is what brings in the acting side of stuff mm. the performing side of stuff when I open the gym I promise you right now I open that gym every single day for the first four months five months I, I taught 90% of the classes <laughs> as much as I, I love fucking love you know people getting healthy and fit and making people feel a million dollars there is no way that you can keep up that without having an element of performance, an mm. element of acting, you know, and that's where the inauthentic side comes because naturally all I wanted to do was go up into a ball and go to sleep because I was so exhausted after working 18 hour days. Mm. So. I get what you're saying. Yeah, so in terms of that, you know, the performance side of stuff, you know, that's what I'm good at. Mm. And that's why that side of the business is, 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 is great and, um, you know, my my family's had a you know an acting background. I've been in theatre for since I was, I mean, I was put in the stalls and my dad's shows in the West End from the age of four. Hmm. It's an interesting mix, God, but I, I can, but after hearing yeah. you explain, I can kind of feel where where the kind of the two collide. I they suppose. Do, yeah. Oh, big time! And to, to me, I don't know if it's inauthentic. I, I think. Yeah. I've, yeah. I've re have you read the Chimp Paradox? Yeah. No. So I this haven't. so the Chimp Paradox is this book, Scotty, and it's about it's it's written by the trainer for like Chris Hoy and some of the top athletes. Sick. Basically, he says, um, he's a psychologist and he says, inside the gut primal chimp instinct mm. is to just survive, eat, get shelter, mm. safety. Mm. So there's a point where you're on the treadmill or um, like you say before a speech where the chimp is screaming at you like, do not go there, do mm. not do this. Mm. You know, you might want a donut. The chimp's like, eat a donut. I really want to eat that. <laughs> but your head is like, George Bentley, I want to be fit and healthy. Yeah. I don't want to eat that donut. 
George Bettany, I want to be um, a leader and do that speech. So you're the George Bettany, the human side, talks to the chimp to talk to the chimp and, and um, it, but it, it, it's really interesting because you're seeing it saying a similar thing. It's a balance mm. of the two. Like mm. the chimp is actually a really powerful tool mm. when used with like the human part of your brain yeah. essentially. Yeah, yeah. And what that you're saying sounds... is that authenticity is so amazing. But if you balance it with a bit of, I suppose you're calling it acting, but I think will, t mm. determination, um, and those other things, I think that's when it's super powerful. Super. So I get what you're saying. Yeah, I just don't think it's inauthentic. When it I does when sound wrong. Look, it does sound wrong, and mm. that that term. Yeah, it does. It doesn't sound. I like get when, the I, when I first saw it because this was the TED talk. This mm. is the TED talk um, that I watched recently. This Mark Bowden guy, and it, when I read it, it's you know, be more authentic. I think that was the name of it. And I was like, oh, I don't know, I don't like the sound of that because you're always taught to be authentic, authentic, authentic. Anyway, mm. but but if if explained in that kind of context it kind of does make sense i know what you mean i guess it removes the pressure if anybody's feeling like oh i've got to be authentic all the time mm. then all of a sudden they're like oh i've not been authentic mm. there yeah. and then like oh my gosh does that make me an in inauthentic person um which i know a lot of people put the pressure on themselves nowadays because of this yeah, yeah. Do you this on, i'm a very openly authentic and honest kind of yeah, yeah. what we're talking about about mm. about, about business about you know about just in day to day, like mm. me and you, I wouldn't speak to you for a couple of weeks. I'm like, mate, I've had such mm. a shit time. Mate, Do you work. feel like you genuinely are more authentic than you were back in the Puritan days? One hundred percent, yeah, one hundred completely. I mean, that all that was was pure inauthenticity. Mm. That was pure inauthenticity because. Do you, what, when, do you, just to pause yeah. you there, if you went back to then and you were able to be your authentic self, what would that have looked like? Like if you were bringing your, your authentic self, would that have worked in that environment? Do you know what I mean by that? Uh, <clears throat> it would have worked, yeah, I mean, it, you know. Would it have helped? No, because deep down I didn't feel, feel like I had that purpose. Mm. I think in order to have purpose in order to be truly authentic you've got to almost have that fulfillment and, yeah. and, and purpose yeah, yeah. To, to feel comfortable to, to be like that yeah if that makes sense what i'm hearing is like it's really hard to be your authentic self about a brand or about something that you doesn't align yeah with that you. yeah yeah mm. it's virtually impossible to like be you know authentically genuine about like pure gym when you're not <laughs> passionate about pure gym like the actual authentic Aiden would be like, guys, to be honest, like, I'm, I don't really believe in this. You know, yeah. this isn't really me if I'm mm. being genuine. Yeah. Um, and I think that's what it sounds like. That's what you did that every day and that acting every day um, to the point where it broke you, essentially. I can relate yeah. so much, mate. Yeah. I think I don't know any of, the, any of these parts of Hayden's story, but I, so much of what you're saying mm. I, I, I get mm. and, and I felt and I think that thing of wanting to inspire others and, mm. and give it's so interesting when you talk about the podcast the first thing you say is you did it for others mm. when I mm. see you on the floor at F45 at the gym you're all about everyone else mm. but I think the danger of that and I've experienced this is when you're so giving to others you just lose yourself mm. in that and I think well, I'm still that, afraid yeah. for you in a, in a sense that and for me that like we it can happen again even though our purposes are much more aligned, even though yeah, we're being yeah. much more authentic, you give so much to others, mate. I, I, I sometimes worry that yeah, it's shaded I mean, all right. Yeah, it, has <coughs> it has happened since we've opened. Yeah, you, you kind of give so much, you kind of, it drains you to a point where you kind of, yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna lie, like it has, it, there's been moments of it, like, like we're talking mm. about honesty in business, there's been moments since we've opened where I felt very alone, bizarrely. Mm. How is that right? I have over 300 conversations a day. You know, it's, it doesn't make any sense. So, you know, it's... it's. But all those conversations are about other yeah, people. Well, well, You're motivating, inspiring others. Well, mm. well, that, well that, that's it. I mean, so that, that that kind of brings into another element, you know, of, of personal growth for me, of, of, of something that I've incorporated into my life now is is alone time. I, I have to do it. Like, it's like a pre... It's like a non-negotiable. It's an absolute... Not, so every six weeks, I'll go down to the coast with my dog that is it. Mm. And I won't speak to anyone for two, three days. And that is something that now Tristan's like, go down to the coast. Mm. He's like, gets it. 
just do you, okay? We, we've got it here, fine, whatever. I'll cover you for this weekend. And I just go down and I don't speak to anyone. I have my coffee in the morning, I get my head straight, go for a walk, listen to a podcast, become re-inspired. Mm. Because like, look, it's like decision fatigue. Like you can have conversation fatigue where you're constantly taking on people's emotions and you kind of, yeah. you don't have any room for, for what's going on in your, in your own mind. So yeah, I mean, that's, you know, that's something that I've struggled with for sure. And it's something that I'm kind of figuring out how to better deal with it. And, you know, sustainability. I mean, we spoke about this as well in the past. And being able to, you know, keep moving your business forward, you've got to look after numero uno. You've got mm -hmm. to look after yourself. Because if you don't, you know, the people that are driving the business will, will, will suffer and therefore the business will suffer. Yeah. So, you know, you have to. Has it, and this is a question for both of you now. Has this desire for putting other people first always been there? Because for, for me, I find it quite interesting because quite honestly, I don't have that driver. <laughs> like, I, I'd say that makes me probably more selfish mm. as a person, which I'm quite, I'm quite happy with in many ways. But like, I, I don't have that driver of like mm. doing this for other people. Mm. Has that always been there? Has that developed? Because I, I know it's certainly from you, George, and I'm getting very similar senses that you're very... Yeah driven by other I've, other people yeah. you're you're a, you're you're like martyrs in many ways it's so i it's weird i sometimes think i'm quite selfish i literally was about to say really <laughs> i was about to say the same thing i was like i do actually feel yeah what, where does that why and i think some people think i'm selfish mm. um because what? i a lot of the time try to put myself first but the reason I'm, I try and put myself first is because what I want to do with me and my time and my resource while I've got this one life yeah. is to do good with it. Yeah. So I think short term, a lot of people saw me as being selfish, but I think as they've seen my actions over time, I think people are starting to see that I'm not doing it for me, I'm doing it for others. Mm. And I think... I don't really know. I think it comes from my, my, my parents. Mm. I genuinely do, just the way they brought me up and like how giving my mum is. Yeah, I think it, I could I could open up on my, on my mum on the yeah. episode and talk about how much, um, a lot, so much of all of us is, is, is there. So yeah, I think upbringing parents and- 100%, I mean, I think pretty much- When you talk about your dad, I hear yeah, the same well, thing. Even my mum, like, yeah. she's the most giving person I know, even more my dad. My dad, like, like, I love my dad. My dad's selfish as hell. Mm. Like, <laughs> but like you said, like, he is being selfish in that regard because his over by being selfish he's been able to contribute and and um make all of our lives better which is what he wanted to do mm. so in order i mean i think you have to be selfish to be able to give back to others mm. because there's no way like you know taking two days three days off for myself you know doing exactly what i want every six weeks okay that may sound like not a lot but it's a lot to me right now this context of my life you know I feel selfish for doing it and it is selfish in a way but you have to you have to do selfish things you have to you you just have there are points where you have to put yourself first well I think you should always put yeah, yourself first no, I genuinely you do. should put yourself first because if you're putting yourself first and 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 getting the most out of yourself you're able to be a better person for others and help others better I, I strongly believe that yeah. I, I strongly I, believe that I, I think it Actually, the, where my drive comes from is my mum didn't do that. My mum gave so yeah. much Still to, mine, to yeah. me, my brother and sister, and to everyone else that she... You saw the negative She hasn't effect. done... Yeah, and I, and I saw that. And I, she, she brought me up with this, both my mum and dad, of just being so grateful to, to, and lucky to have the life and to be alive. I don't know how they instilled that in me, but mm. this, this perspective of just being eternally grateful and for some reason always growing up I've always felt like I'm so lucky to be alive and to be here and to, to, to have the opportunity to do stuff I don't know why it's so deep within me mm. that's how I see life so it's when gratitude yeah, yeah so when yeah so I want to use the time I've got mm. to do something because I'm lucky that I can walk and 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 I'm able-bodied and I'm fit and I'm healthy and for some reason I've got this thing thing where I always think one day I won't be and I'm lucky that I've got that so 
it's just deep within. Yeah. <laughs> um, I need to unpick it. I need to speak to a therapist. I've been trying to go to therapy for a few weeks. I can't find a therapist at the minute because I, I do really want to. Oh, these are the things I want to explore. These yeah. are the questions I want to know and be yeah. able to talk about. Because it's funny where drive comes from. It's mm. funny where drugs are like. Have you always been driven in this way? Well, here's the thing. I was, you know, as I was jetting it from Liverpool Street to here, um, I thought about, uh, I thought about kind of why. Well, I, well, firstly, I was, I was thinking, you know, this is just really funny that two years ago I was walking this, mm. <laughs> like, on like the first initial part of my journey, and then so how much has happened, and then I thought, you know, why. Why have I been able to do this? What what has been what has driven me to to get here? Why? And look, this is going to sound. I don't want this to sound patronising or, or anything. Or, but I was running past loads of people in suits, who I'm sure are all on mm. heavy salaries. Mm. Um, you know, it's it's what time was it? It was eight. It's like nine o'clock. It was like nine o'clock on, on a Wednesday morning, and I'm running with a backpack. I've got a snapback on. I've got fucking bands. I'm wearing a Nike top with a rip in it. You know, I've got a Lulu, ba Lulu bag on my back and I'm jetting it down in the other direction of all these people. Um, I've lost my train of thought. Why, why, you know, why am I here? I mean, like, what what has driven me to, to, to get into the situation where I can really just do what, I can go and do a podcast with my mate, you know, on a, one Wednesday morning and be as happy as I've ever been while everyone else is doing that. And it's because I just wanted to be different. I never wanted, well, I know the thing, the problem that instigated my, 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 my mental health was that I thought that I should be doing it that way. Mm. I thought that I wasn't, I thought, there'd be, I thought there was a way to do things, a societal expectation where you go to uni, you get a job and a graduate scheme, you do this, you do that, you work your way up to a 150K salary, whatever. And, and it was kind of like today, I was like, I'm just, I'm so glad that I've always kind of had this desire to be a little different and, and do something. I don't, I, I don't feel like, I, I, know, I, don't, I, I, don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want, I didn't, I don't want to look back when I'm 80 and people not remember me for, for being a little bit out there. Mm. That, that's pretty much what I'm trying to say but it also sounds like you don't want to look back and think to yourself god I, I wish I'd done it the way that I yes. felt I should do it yeah, yeah. rather it. than do it the way everyone else told me to yeah. do it yeah I guess that's I where I can hear like the, the, the or the focus on yourself coming through and questioning why you're doing something if you don't want to be doing it which in a way is self-focused I wouldn't say it's self-centered but it is self mm. you're focusing on what you want to do mm. um, which I imagine everyone Everyone here can uh, a lot of people get a lot of people aren't on their own agendas. No, no, they're not just not on their own agendas. And if you can somehow program your mind where you are on your own agenda and you and you know what's important and you're very focused on what is essential to you, then I just honestly think possibilities are endless. But I think for both of us, mm -hmm. we've had the experience of doing it on other people's agendas to the point where you talk about yeah. that point where you broke you broke down mm. same similar for me um in a di yeah, different context but a similar feeling mm. and that's why we've got those scars so that we're almost like i'm not i'm not going to do it on someone else's agenda yeah. again because i know how low and how much it broke mm. me mm. and i think that's kind of you know when, when we bring mental health into this conversation that is when you're so far away from your true self and who you really are for me that's what depression was for me that's that's that gap mm. was that void was the lowest i've ever been and um so i get what you're saying yeah we, we hear it quite a lot on this podcast that we have and, and what i find fascinating is that the shifts that happen between two people's lives after going through x mm. always ends up being your perception of it changes so your perception is what is what drives you mm. it's doing it for yourself and not for other people that always seems to be the change mm. but the actual shift in what everything that's happening isn't like absolutely cataclysmic like we're not talking about going from uh, i don't know being a gardener to trying to yeah, be you president yeah, we're yeah. still like hayden's still doing health and fitness because yeah, that's yeah. clearly a core passion and value of yeah, yours i'm still doing business and probably working in the field that i always want dreamt of but, yeah um so not much has changed you know what you're saying i really do just think it it's the change in the, the 
flexibility of thought and action. Yeah. yeah. I really honestly do. I really honestly do. But you just you can just see how positive the uh, the actual impact of that change in perception yeah. is. Yeah, it's it's like you said, not much has changed. Like you're still passionate about these areas. It's just how you approach it and I think that's and how you're showing up. Yeah, that's the difference. That's like you, me and you are so different yeah, yeah. to how we were because we're showing up differently because we're being more of our true selves. Mm. Whereas before we were, uh, uh, we were acting. There yeah. was a front. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Yeah. There's. I also just wanted to say, mm. um, mate. I don't think you realise the impact you have on people, <laughs> people's lives. Um, so last year, um, I. I mean, I felt like I had a good year, but actually looking back. Um, it was it was it was difficult. I, I don't know, doing the business for the first time, going through challenges, not sure how, not always knowing how to do things. I snapped my ACL, so I had it surgery. So I was I, there's a photo of me last year where my shape was awful. I was in I was the worst shape I've ever been in. And out of nowhere, Hayden messages me and just goes, "Mate, we're opening the gym." It was pretty much my birthday. And he was like, I want you to be in the gym for the next few months. I, I don't know. I'll sort you out. I want you to be in the gym. And it was like, it was like a message had been sent from you to be like, oh, I'm here for you, mate. Get yourself down here. And I went down pretty much every day or every other day for like two or three months and got myself back. And my mental health from working, from Hayden's motivation, every time I was in the gym, Hayden would be in my face <laughs> going, come on, mate, give me a bit more, give me a bit more. Mm. And to you, that was just natural. Mm. But to me, I would go home, turn up the next day at work. I, was, I built myself back up in a two or three month period, mm -hmm. not just in my f physique, but mentally, I, I, I was strong again, all, f all because of you, mate. So I really wanted to say that on here because I don't think you understand the knock-on, well, I'm sure you do, but the knock-on impact of you inspiring and motivating someone and all the hundreds of people at the gym and the knock-on impact that has in their life. It, it's, it's, yeah, for me, it's huge. It's in a great environment. It's also a, a really great environment and it's something which is also, I think, so powerful about Sanks, I've said it in the past, is that you're creating this community where it's people who are just very aligned with the way they think about life. And down there, like, it's a lot smaller, you know, <laughs> it's, you know, 300 people down there, but... Down there, you know, I see people walk through the door every day that don't feel good about themselves, the confidence is low, the mm. body language is shit. And then in the space of a little while, you know, you're boosting people up, you 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 mm. you get into into you get into their their mindset by just simply looking at them and, and being around them. And because I think that's the best, the best thing, even though it's shit at the time, going through those mental health battles at the time, is I don't see these people coming down to the gym as people just giving me cash. Mm. You, can, I, I've, I, I say that's one of my talents in life is that I can look at somebody, and because I've been there, that self awareness has allowed me to kind of get underneath. Mm. Do you find, do you resonate with a lot of things they're going through? Tons, from? yeah, tons. Like, it is, everybody has got their shit going on. Everybody, like, and that's why with my team as well, like, you know, they're, I think they're the best training team in London. And I would never say they work for me, they work with me. Hmm. Because they, under, they I've, I've kind of, hopefully, I don't, well, hopefully it's been my kind of, the way I've done things, but they're all amazing at it. They take the time to try and get under people's skins, and unless I've got extremely lucky and they've just all been like this, they they take the time to understand people and and see what how to push their buttons in a positive manner and get the most out of them. Hmm. And that's why the atmosphere down there is just second to none. Like it's just an unbelievable place to be. It's quite. I feel like it's mm. rare in the health and fitness industry mm. where looking good mm. is such a external. Mm. I suppose that like material thing so mm. there is a lot of like if i just go through my insta all the six packs and fit bodies that are on there just the industry as a whole i think yeah it's, it's a difficult one it's a, it can be a dangerous one because it, it is, is so yeah. and like, hopefully it's on the way out mm. and i think the, luckily i mean the, the people i have on the show in regards to fitness now i won't have any of that doesn't interest me don't care it's not real it's extreme it's entirely inauthentic mm. 
you get the James Smiths of the world and the Deering Cartels, uh, Cartels, you know, these guys like real characters, but they're bringing it, fitness back to a healthy place, physical fitness, mm. which helps the mental f fitness side of things. Because it's just like all these people with the six, six packs out and on, on um, you know, in, in gym mirrors and all this kind of stuff, you know, it's, it's not real. Well, right? I, I thought that when I was younger, back before uni, that if I'd go into the gym and did that, that I would be ha happy. Mm. Like it was a similar, like I had two things. I was like, if I have a business with, with my logo on the wall, I'll be happy. And also yeah. if I'm, if I'm got a six pack, I'll be happy. Yeah. Just these external material yeah. things that I strive for yeah. that I thought would equal this sort of Nirvana. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting. Yeah, it needs realness. Yeah, it does. It does indeed. And going back, cause I know at the start you mentioned, or we talked about like the pride of what you do now. Mm. What, is there one you'd say you're more proud of when it comes to podcast and the gym? Oh, um, no, mm. I, I don't. <laughs> no, I mean, look, the podcast for me is is something I'm I'm extremely proud of because I've created it. In all honesty, I know I could be doing it 15 times better. Like it should be far further than it is. I've had some incredible guests on the show. Mm. I've um, I've I've learned more from the podcast probably more than all the years at school mm. and it's truth mm. it's utter truth but the gym is such an amazing thing mm. like we've broken every single F45 record in the book pretty much you know and I've done it with my best mate yeah and it's been utter chaos and it, like I look back at some of the, the things that we've done like and the way we've gone about the whole thing and it's just I could write a book about it it's just been it's just been just hysterical like so I'm extremely, extremely proud of it. And the amount of amazing people I've helped, we've all helped, sorry, I should say, in the process is, is remarkable. You know, we've really actually, and it sounds like a cliche, you really change people's lives. Don't yeah. So it's hard, it's hard. They're both very separate things. Um, Where does the pride come for each of them? So starting with the podcast, like what, what is, when, if you talk about it, what is the sense of pride you're feeling? The fact I, I just, I mean, I love, every time I put up a new podcast, I scroll through my website and I'm like, fuck, no, mm. it's like, I did that, <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, it's just come like that's me completely off the bat. You know, I've made met some incredible people. Like I learn, I, you know, I, I, whenever I speak to somebody on a daily basis, I will say a piece of knowledge that I've learned off one of these podcasts, and it will take me back. And it's like none of that would have happened without starting. Mm -hmm. So you know, and I feel like I've genuinely like I have people come up to me you know, saying I listen to that podcast, and it's like, oh my god, somebody's taken an hour out of their day. To listen to something that I have created, mm. that's real pride. That's real pride and makes me feel good because I know it's helped them. On the other, the, the gym side of the stuff is that I see it face to face every day. Like people getting fitter, health, mentally stronger, happy. They're happy. Mm. And that really, going back to my initial purpose, and it always will be, is, is making people feel happy. That's what I care about the most in life. That's where I really get the pride from it because I can see it directly. I can see people coming in feeling shit on a Monday morning and then they come out of the session feeling on top of the world. And seeing that, it's just like, it's something I will never get bored of. Mm. You can get very burnt out on a lot of things in, 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 in this business, but that is what always brings me back, you know? So, yeah, I suppose that two different kind of things, personal pride and kind of, I can, you know, my, my general purpose in life is, is being fulfilled via the gym, for sure. Yeah. But they both seem to be influenced by other people. So, like, your podcast, you, it's like you're proud of it because of all those amazing people you spoke to. And then, obviously, the the gym, you're proud of it because of all the, the impact you've had on other people's 100%. lives. Yeah. So, it is very, uh, this is what I meant before when I talked yeah. about the... Uh, driven by other people kind of nature that that's where the feel comes for it i think uh, what i hear is definitely that number one but then also the the personal pride yeah but you like, get yeah. personal pride from you know it. there was a point where it sounds like you didn't you couldn't see what you would do and you couldn't see your purpose and what was next you didn't believe in yourself no. and i think the pride i hear is like i hayden mm. did this out of nothing from from nothing really from a really low point that only i will ever know mm. and that's what the, and that's what that's even yeah. though like we've got to know each other really well over the last few years, that's what I'm proud of. I'm proud. I'm proud of seeing you. You you know build the gym with Tristan, 
and the podcast. But I think for me, seeing just just seeing the growth in you, um, for me has been it's inspirational, mate. The more you, you role model, the you know that acting thing and, and you being your real self, and me seeing that you grow mm. and you being more real, that's insp- just as inspirational as you. S- in the gym, shouting at me, saying, do one more burpee. <laughs> Similar. Yeah, I yeah, know, man, it is great. I mean, I, at the end of the day, you've got to, you've got to feel fulfilled, um, whatever you can do. And I do, I, I really do feel fulfilled. I feel like somehow <laughs> everything I'm doing is kind of aligned, you know, whether that's luck, I don't know. But yeah, it's, it's all kind of, it's all very close to podcast, mm. and even though they are separate things, they're they've aligned beautifully to, to kind of not spread me too thin. And to who you are, yeah, that's well, it. That's, that's it. And that comes back to the point that we said when I last spoke to you on episode fifty-seven, which was fifty later than <laughs> when we first did. That. I mean, build a business around what you want and what you think people like you need. I mean, cause that that way it makes your job a lot less harder. You know, a lot, a lot. It makes it a lot easier to to to, um, to execute, and not just the business. Like build your life, your yeah. job, your relationships yeah. around who you are. I think it, you need that self awareness to know who you are before you can do that. Mm. But once you can start to do that, like you say, not much has changed. Like you're saying, Scotty, but it feels a lot easier because you can just bring your real self. Mm. And I think the thing I'm taking away from this, mate, I've absolutely loved having you on. Yeah, um, is that that doesn't end. I think we're talking as if. We've had this experience, and as a result, yeah. now yeah, we're, we're fulfilled. We're, we're authentic. <laughs> um, I'm my full self, and you know, only a few months ago, we were speaking about how we, were, you know, Hayden was in a difficult place. Mm. I was as well. It's a constant ebb and flow of like really feeling like things are aligned, like you're saying, like really in sync. And then you know, a few months later, things fall out of place, and it's a constant. So that's the thing I'm taking away from today is that mm. like. That that process is and journey is never ending. Got to keep working on it. Got to keep talking about it. Got to keep being honest. Got to keep working on it. One hundred. Which I love about you, mate. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. I feel like it's a good end. It's a good end. Point to end. Yeah. Been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me on, buddy.